Way too many first responders are struggling with their fitness, health, and body goals, but you're not alone in that fight. I'm Ted with Fit Responder and with 11 years experience in law enforcement, as well as being a fitness coach for over 15 years myself. I've created some free resources as well as one-to-one professional fitness coaching for first responders. So I want you to check us out, fitresponder.com, or look us up on Instagram at fit.responder. That's fit period responder. And let's see you there. Chat soon. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Oh, hey there. Welcome to another fine edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Podcast. I've got a special podcast for you today. We're going to do a topic-based podcast. I don't feel like we've done one of those in a long time. I used to have a guy. Going to not talk about that anymore. But I have (laughs) two people, and it's even better. I have the lovely Big Titty Toby, a.k.a. Ahsoka. How are you? I'm living the dream. How are you? I am also living a dream. And then I have... A dream, a non-binary, gender-neutral oh dream, and uh, I know I'm I'm trying really hard to just let that. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> we've we've killed that one, and then I have a uh, big penis, Toby. I have salt. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, thank you. <laughs> I'm hoping to find out how big it is soon. I don't know if we'll talk about that or not. That might be a topic for another day. So here's what we got planned for you today is there was an incident in Larimer County, Colorado, where a guy guy ran from a cops and got tased and got hit by a car. If you have not seen the video, I'm surprised you haven't. I've seen it like 87 times because people keep sending it to me. But if you haven't, check it out. I'll put a link to it in the podcast description if I remember. But you shouldn't have any problems finding it. I also got a uh, a question from a spouse that I thought was really good. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. But first, I do have something to ask you guys about. Because I want to know if this, this is only happening to me. Because this has happened twice in like the last six months. Have you noticed a lot of the newer cars are very quiet? 
Yes. Saul, are you alive? Are you okay? Do you take Ambien? I was being a new quiet car. Oh, (laughs) hey, hey, that's a knee slapper. That was good. Okay. Now, I will totally admit part of this is my fault because you should look both ways before crossing the road. But I've been in the grocery grocery store parking lot twice in the last six months where I turn to just push my shopping cart across the row into the little thing and I take a step out into the road and I almost get fucking annihilated by a vehicle. (laughs) Has that happened to any of you guys or am I just a fucking idiot? Are they electric? I don't know. They're just quiet. Like the other day, it was this big old fucking truck. Like I went to go, you know, put the thing away and I looked up and I was like, there's a truck five feet from me. Never heard it. Never fucking heard it. Thankfully, the brakes are also quiet, but there wasn't a screeching (laughs) stop. It just stopped and didn't hit me, which I think we're all thankful for. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I just want to see, like, has anybody else experienced this? Um. No, so I look before I step okay. into the road. So this is a me problem. Me problem. Yes. Do they have electric cars in Iowa? <laughs> uh, they're a uh, biodiesel. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, there's cucks here too. Smell like the you can't there's smell deep fried oil before it hits you. Well, people drive different things besides the John Deere. Okay. <laughs> It's not just people driving around tractors through town, you uncultured swine. I don't believe Am I the you. only one when somebody says a car, it's electric? I just want to go boogie, oogie, oogie. <laughs> <laughs> You're old, but I did get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw a thing the other, I don't know, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but like I saw some news article where they're like, oh, electric cars, the well, they're not selling, so they're going to go away from them. I don't know. Weird. It's because yeah. they're still hella expensive. And there's no infrastructure to support them. I don't, it's a problem. Well, that's my favorite thing. The geniuses in California and how they're mandating that all cars go electric. And then the next day, the story is nobody can run their air conditioning because there's not enough power on the grid to support everyone. Oh, yeah. When it gets really hot out here, they'll do what they call public safety power shutoffs and they'll just turn your shit off for days if they need to. So how are they supposed to charge their electric cars? Well, and then oh, I love the people, in, the people <laughs> in government who've never been in an emergency situation in their lives or ever served in the military are the ones dictating that all military vehicles are going to be electric by a certain time frame. And the it's gas like, ones don't even work. Well, like, how the fuck are you going to charge those in the middle of a war, though, <laughs> you fucking dickbags? I just, I, I'm just tired of the, the R words leading society. I'm sorry. Yep. Is that kind of like the F word? Yeah, my, my daughter said I'm not allowed to use that word anymore. It's like my favorite word. Oh, <laughs> man. So I don't know why that. Your little rant reminded me of something, but it did. I I had a meme. That I posted actually a couple times because it makes me laugh. So I always post it and it seems to upset some people. And it's like know. Harry Potter and the, uh, I don't know. You're a, you're a nerd. Who's who's the chick in Harry Potter? What's her name? Hermione. Hermione? Her, her Maphrodite. There's, oh my God. 
there's like the scene where apparently Harry says something shocking. And so I, I've made a meme out of it where it's like basically the premise mm-hmm. of it is, you know, people acting surprised when the cops can't solve all their problems. And somebody commented, so you're admitting that you guys aren't capable of solving problems. And I said, correct. I didn't get training in my academy to take care of everyone's problem. He's like, well, here in Canada. So I don't know if he's a Canadian cop or if he is. Who's that fucker up there? The Trudeau. I don't know if he's like a Trudeau lover. You know, we have peace officers and they're expected to to be able to solve these things and solve problems. And I'm like, you're fucking insane. Like, you just think we can show up and just make problems go away. Did you realize that the problems, the people that are problems, they have to do stuff to to stop? You know, like, oh, he won't go to a fucking uh, therapy today. Okay, we can't kidnap him to therapy. Well, he needs resources. Okay, what resources? Are they full? Is he going to go? Does he want to go? Like, people don't fucking understand that there's, like, more... There's more math problems to every fucking solution. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's well, like, it's you're nice. not fucking existing in the real world. You don't understand, like, there's more to this than just showing up and solving the problem. People will lose their absolute shit if they think they're even somewhat related to having their rights infringed, but they're totally okay with you infringing on other people's rights if it suits them and they can't get that person to comply with something. And it doesn't work like that. Yeah, that's a good observation. All I have to say to that person, number one, is go fuck a moose, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we. I was on a call the other day, and we were arresting a dude, and this young 20-something, I put Ukrainian flags on my Insta in a black box. (laughs) I'm helping. Came up (laughs) and approached, and she's like, I demand to know what exactly is going on and why that man is being arrested. And I was like, okay, no. And she goes, but I live in the neighborhood. And I was like, cool. And she goes, I deserve to know because I live right over there. And I went, okay, that's not how it works, but okay. No, listen to the scanner. Like, I just, I hate humanity. I demand to know. It's like, you don't have authority because you're the HOA president. Like, nobody gives a <laughs> shit. It's not a real position. So, I had a nice young gal hit me up. Wow, that started out a lot differently than the intent. I had somebody <laughs> send me a message the other day. We all know that's not going that direction. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey. It's true. It's true. The truth hurts sometimes. So basically she asked how long I was a cop and I told her eight and a half years. And she said, well, my husband's been on X number of years, like five or six years. And I've noticed a change in him. He's become very cynical. And she mentioned, you know, he had a specific call that I think had bugged him. It was like a child death type thing. And, He's had this child death and, you know, he feels like he could have done more and he didn't or he wish he had been sooner. You know, the typical, you know, guilt, like people, people have guilt over those things. I think most yeah. people that have been in 
any type of first responder type thing, you you've had you have that call or lots of those calls where you're like, fuck, you know, even though it's not your fault, but you make it your fault. And so she asked, like, how like how do I approach this? Like, how how do I be a good spouse to him? Cause, you know, I don't she was worried about like how he was changing and and seeing the worst in people, even like people that they would have a normal relationship with like friends and neighbors and stuff, which I know I caught myself doing that a lot back around that time period of you, you just, you kind of tend to do that. You, you find some reason to not like somebody in the worst of everything, you know, which I, I think is an unfortunate side effect of this job. Mm-hmm. And so I offered her some of my ideas, but I was curious, you know, what you guys would say I, I'd be curious if it was about the same thing I told her what do you think Ahsoka I sorry the puppy is doing a thing so can you defer to Saul really quick I need yeah. to go handle it Saul you're up I was trying not to make any puppy jokes um <laughs> <laughs> so I it's hard because I'll just say this it's definitely a trend I've noticed and I think it's hard <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where to start with this. So there's a reason why a lot of people in emergency services marry or date other people in emergency services. And it's not just, you know, like my dad was a paramedic. My mom was an ER nurse. And I remember as a kid listening to them talk about messed up calls and things, and they at least understood where each other was coming from. So it's a lot easier if you're with somebody who understands kind of the trauma and everything that you see. Cause it is, we all take for granted the jacked up stuff you see. And I saw it all the time as a public defender too. Like, believe it or not, public defenders, prosecutors, social workers, anybody who deals with the absolute worst of humanity on their worst day, like there's no way that can't affect you as a person and color your outlook on life and other people. Right. Like there's just, there's no way that's going to not impact you in a way. My wife says I'm a dick all the time. Um, and not like towards her, but if you see something out, I'll in the confirm world, that you're a fucking dick. Yeah, that's fair. But if you know, like my wife all the time will joke, aren't you a first responder? And she'll say it sarcastically if we're driving down the road and there's, I don't know, something that's not a life or death situation on the side of the road in a place where I'm trying to not like leaving somebody stranded, but something that's like bullshit where people are just arguing over something stupid. And I'm like, didn't see shit. Don't want to be a witness. Nobody's going to die over there. They're just being idiots. And I have no desire to get involved in that. I'm not on duty. You know, like, you know where that's going and you just know people are going to be tool bags, but it's not that serious of a thing. And I think you get a lot where people feel like you're just jaded because you don't want to put up with non-serious bullshit from other people at all because that's all you deal with all day, right? Um, I don't know. It's hard. I think you have to realize that that is a thing and it's normal and it is going to impact you. And I think if you're in law enforcement, social services, anything like that, you've got to check yourself from time to time and make sure that you're not taking what you experience on the job and bringing that home and taking it out on people who have nothing to do with that. But it's hard. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm really glad you brought that up. 
Which part? I feel like I'm <laughs> No. Well, I, I was going to say, I really, I, I think it was great that you brought up that bringing it home. Because, like, it's something we say, but we don't really think about a whole lot. It's like, oh, I can't bring the job home. And I feel like it's something we move past. But you're right, because the people at home, they're not, they're removed from it. They they don't, and sometimes they don't need to know about it, you know, which is hard depending if you need to talk about some things or whatever, which I don't know. I, I guess there's different lines of thinking if, you know, you talk to your spouse that or about stuff or not. But if you're going to talk to people about it, you can't just fucking take it out on them or, uh, I mean, burden them with the stress of it, which I don't know if everyone's going to agree with me on this, but I'd be curious what you guys think. I think there's something to you took the job and you can't and I'm not saying not to talk to people, but you can't make your burden somebody else's burden. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to get out there? Yeah, but I think there's also a healthy balance. Like one of the shoot, I don't even remember where I picked this up, but one of have we talked about that on here? I can't fucking remember. But it's one of those things where you have to have the whole point in having a partner in life is having somebody that you can vent and release some of that to. Because if you keep it in, it's just not healthy. But at the same time, uh, somebody told me once at the beginning of a statement or an argument or when your spouse is venting, sometimes you just have to ask them, do you want me just to listen or do you want me to give you a solution? Because a lot of times people don't want a solution. They just want to vent and get whatever off their chest. And it's kind of helpful to check in and know what your spouse is looking for. Because I think if you've had a fucked up day and can't come home and tell your spouse about it, like, you got to have like a healthy, supportive release for that. My wife is super cool. Like she just gets it. And I'm very blessed and lucky in that way. Um, but I've been in prior relationships where my spouse or significant other was extremely sheltered and does not understand at all. Like she couldn't comprehend that you had to be rude to somebody or that you saw something really messed up and that it upset you. Like she just didn't see the world that way and didn't understand it because she had a cushy little sheltered academic job and it wasn't her fault. She just had never seen the worst of people because she was sheltered from it so much that she couldn't comprehend it. And that frankly made it worse. So it's just, it's, it's hard because you have to have a spouse that gets that you're going to see some fucked up shit. Yeah. And Ahsoka, did you make it back? Still playing yeah, with the puppies. Okay. I thought you were playing with your puppies. Um, you want to chime in? That was a great joke, by the way. I'm, I'm hilarious. You want to <laughs> chime in on, on your thoughts on this? Those aren't puppies. Those are full-grown dogs. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think, like, you've both said, you've both got, like, a lot of good points, but I think it's important that you should, if something's really bothering you, you should be able to at least, like, let some of the steam off, like, talk to your partner about it a little bit. Um, but you don't always need to like fully recount whatever traumatic incident it was to them because you're one trauma dumping on them, but they're going to be like, 
trauma dumping is that like a I, german scheisse situation that was a fucking great god damn that's funny oh my god you and i both just as soon as she said that i was like trauma dumping that's my new favorite thing <laughs> i want a trauma trauma drop a deuce on your chest no i think that's a uh i think that's a, a good point and that's what see she's smarter than me because she said it better than i could because I think the danger sometimes is, and and you have to, I think as a cop, you have to realize or first responder, you have to realize like your relationship is much different or you're going to be much different than like, I always use the example of the accountant, right? Like, because if you share things like, you know, multiplication tables aren't going to potentially hurt your wife, you know, where if you talk about the dead baby or the guy fucking, hung from a fucking bridge that's just stuff that your wife didn't necessarily sign up for you know what i mean yeah and i think it's on our end knowing the line of where to vent and not get into too many details you know like if i come home and i'm like oh that sucked i had to give a death notification today like i'm not going to go in further detail than that but my wife knows that i had to tell somebody that one of their loved ones dies and that kind of sucks right but she doesn't need a play by play of that but she's probably when i tell her that not going to immediately start hammering me cuz i left a dish in the sink when i left that morning you know like you, they have to know enough to kind of know what you're processing, but they don't need every single detail. Like, do you want your spouse to, you know, if they have a quote unquote traumatic business meeting where Timmy and Tammy didn't agree on which widgets to ship. Uh I mean, I don't, I don't need a play by play of that. I just need to know, Oh, you had a shitty meeting. Cool. Can I make you a drink? Right? Like it's, they're just like a give and take and you got to know how to deal with it. Don't shush the dogs. You let those, you let them breathe. (laughs) So, Um, go ahead. I I was just going to try to circle back, but I have mashed potato brain. Um, You left off trauma dumping. Oh, yeah, trauma dumping. Big fat trauma dump. Um, You kind of said what the rest of like that thought there. Like, they have to know enough to be able to get through. So, I think if you're, if her, like the girl that had written in, if she's noticing those changes in her husband and she's seeing that he's reacting a certain way after like hard calls or there's just something going on, uh, I don't, every couple is going to be a little bit different, but <laughs> mustache Toby and I, um, if he's had like a really shitty day at work, he'll like, kind of like pop the lid a little bit and like let some of that steam off tell me like the brief narrative version without going in depth and that's enough for him and sometimes that's enough for people and if it's not something that can be resolved just by letting the steam off a little bit we'll kind of revisit the next day and talk about it more if he needs to um but I also I'll, I'll read his reports and help him figure out the reports on the shitty one. So I think that kind of decompresses too. Not every spouse can do that. So it's just a matter of finding like little things, like a little system for them that's going to work. There's no like one 
one size fits all bit of advice that's going to help her and her husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, can I say something annoying? Yeah. This is going to be very adulty of me. It's extremely naive to think that life and work experiences don't change you. And what I would strongly encourage people to do is before it gets to a point where it's too late, most insurance for first responder type jobs includes mental health counseling and likely would probably include marriage counseling. But even if it doesn't, don't wait till it's a huge thing. It's just like regular maintenance, man. Go in. See a professional, talk about how you're communicating, what small issues are, and they can help you work through it. But if you wait until it's a huge problem, it might be too late. Just look at it like doing a yearly like visit for therapy or things of that nature just for upkeep. Because that, you know, what do they say? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Just don't let it get ahead of you. And there's no shame at all and taking care of some of that stuff and going in when it seems minor but you can get some tools to communicate you should take as good care of yourself as you would your truck or whatever like vehicle that you spend obnoxious amounts of time and money on just do a little maintenance on yourself and it'll be fine i've gotten rid of cars because (laughs) you know what we're not going to go down that rabbit hole maintenance got it so I, I, I my mother-in-law her. didn't change the oil in her truck for like two years. Oh my God. What did I had like some, like some stupid part break. And I was like, Nope, time to trade her in. I don't <laughs> want to deal with it. So I would have traded myself in a long time ago. I, I told her, <laughs> and this has my, been my word of the, the season so far is grace, patience and grace. It, Cause I, I kind of answered, it how I think I if I was going through some shit and my head was in a bad bad space like how I think I would want to be dealt with and I'm not necessarily saying you know she has to walk on eggshells or anything but I also told her like I I know that I was starting to become a dick and I said it you know you know we talked about it here like your trauma isn't an excuse to be a fucking asshole. And I don't know that that was the case with this guy anyway. He's a little more cynical. But I said, you know, it's not because it's a problematic for you, right? Like, it's not an excuse to just for him to do whatever he wants. But I said, you communicate, like, don't just like let it fester. But it's also how you communicate too. like, instead of, hey, honey, you're being a dick. Hey, (laughs) uh, I want to talk to you about, you know, and I'm not and I. I'm just telling you the way I I think I would respond well to it. I know different people respond different ways, but you know, you know how it is. You're having a bad day and you feel like somebody's attacking you. You have yeah. to not address it that way and just say, Hey, look, I, I want to talk to you. I've noticed some things. I'm not mad at you. Like I want to be supportive. Like what can I do to help? These are the things I'm noticing and just be open about it. Cause you know, I, I would argue that you don't want to surprise somebody with something either. Like, and I think that's, I think that's a, an important part about relationships that I, I think some of us are not great at sometimes is not communicating our, our true feelings about things to the people that we live with. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something everybody can work on. But it's, I think the big emphasis on that with everything is how you communicate with that person. You know, are you on the offensive? Or are we just having a conversation? And that I always go back to that, like, 
patience and some grace and, you know, be a little more chill about everything. You know, I think in this day and age, we're kind of taught to fucking be all worked up and fucking batshit crazy about everything. We can, we can have a nice conversation over some tea or a beer or, or whatever. A and tea. A tea. Oh, I don't know why that came to mind. I, <laughs> gay. I, uh, I just had a nice, you know, you're sitting on the couch and she brings in some Earl Grey and says, Hey honey, I'm worried about you. That's where that came from. Okay. It was a visual metaphor. <laughs> I'm just am rambling. I getting, am I getting crumpets in this scenario with my tea? I believe that is in the PM PM therapy guide on okay. page seven crumpets with the tea, depending on the type of tea. Yes. And the type of conversation and what time of day. There's lots of details in that booklet, but that, that was kind of my, my big advice, but I, I, I wanted to talk about it. Cause I, I do know some police wives um, listen to this. Hopefully they're not stealing their husband's money. If they work for New York city, <laughs> But, oh my god, that is so amazing! Yeah, oh, yeah, those Facebook those posts that Tony's been sending are so funny. But you know, and I I think this is extends to everybody, and I'm gonna keep fucking screaming about this. I don't want to be like some fucking new age hipster douche, but I don't think my message of being fucking good to people and being patient with people is a bad message. So that's gonna be my thing. Um, I do want to say just with having that talk about, Hey, like, here's what I'm noticing. How can I help make sure you're timing it correctly? Like if they're having a really shitty day, don't sit them down as soon as they get home and oh, try yeah. to have that Completely big conversation, yes. like give them space. There's a Good time point. and a place for that. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That That's equally as important of like how you say it is when you say it. Yeah. You don't right. want to like, dump it on them when they're having a terrible day because that's just not going to go over well and it's going to be so unproductive why do you keep talking about dumping on things she really has been fixated on that very much fixated on the dumping of things (laughs) also don't bring it up mid-coitus that could be kind of (laughs) (laughs) i mean when in rome right oh god but i definitely also stress early blowjobs yeah fair Oh, yeah, we got to give a shout out to the stress, stress relief <laughs> blowjobs. Here's what you do. You you suck his dick and then you say, hey, honey, I mean, or why you're sucking is oh, honey, I'm really worried. <laughs> cynical. No. Perfect. Perfect, Perfect conversation. I also everybody's got to remember, too, though, that, you know, sometimes at home you got to remember that you're not talking to your cop buddies. My wife all the time will literally just say. Hey, listen to me. I'm not one of your cop friends right now. I've got to be like, oh, <laughs> switch the, got to switch the tone a little bit. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. No, nothing. No. Oh, okay. No. I tried. Also, equally hilarious. I'm so funny. All right. I think, uh, I think we, we have hammered that out pretty well. I think. Did anybody else have some final thoughts on that advice? Um, no, I don't think so. I got then, nothing. I, I would also see, I would also say to the, uh, the guys and gals listening that are in law enforcement, don't be a dick to your spouse. Perfect. All right. And you might not um, even know you're doing it. Just look in the mirror yes, and say, yes, I'm okay. I'm okay. 
All right. Before we get to I'm okay. the main event. I'm okay. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to the podcast. I want to talk to you guys about the Thin Line Rock Station. You've heard me promote them over the last few podcasts. It is music for first responders by first responders. I love listening to it. And not only do they play a great variety of music, they have the request line. You can request stuff. They also promote police businesses, and they also promote police charity. And a portion of all their proceeds goes back into the police community. So if you're like I, you want some good tunes, great variety, go check them out. Again, that is a Thin Line Rock Station, and I'll have a link in the podcast description. Now, back to the podcast. Before we get to the main event, I am going to do the officer of the podcast. This one uh, is a little heavier, so stand by. Toby's mom? Oh, boy. Great. That's a good one. Fuck you, Toby, by the way. (laughs) Okay. I was hoping somebody was going to go somewhere with it, and I had nothing, so well played, my friend. All right. Um... I guess I'm going to just read his name because it's going to come out. I would like to nominate Michael Ellerton of the Roosevelt County, Montana Sheriff's Office for Officer of the Podcast. Uh, In 2017, I went to the the Academy and I'm sorry, in 2017, I went to the Corrections Academy with him where he went above and beyond to assist other rookies to be the best officers they could by staying after and helping with DT. He soon promoted to patrol deputy and started a career on the road. He has since become a successful interdiction deputy and a canine handler. He has several successful tracks where he has found lost people. He patrols an area of about 2,300 square miles and is often the only other unit in one of Montana's most dangerous areas to police. Over the past couple of years, he has begun fighting cancer, stage four sarcoma, that began in his thigh muscle and has now progressed to his lungs. He continues to work despite being told he has less than a 10% chance to make it after five years. I have since progressed in my career and became a patrol deputy in another county where I'm training to be a canine handler. He has stepped up to mentor me and helps me through the process. He perseveres under conditions anyone else would break down in. His insurance denies his claims for treatment. He has been informed that the treatment only holds the cancer back, but is probably, sorry, let me read that part again. His his insurance denies his claims for treatment. Fuck, I fucking hate insurance companies. He has informed me that the treatment only holds the cancer back and it's probably gotten worse. So I've attached the link to the GoFundMe if you choose to post it. So I, I posted it a little while ago, um, but we'll we'll post it again and I'll put a link in the podcast description. So let's uh, give this guy a little shout out, a little love. Hopefully something comes up and... He can get he can get better because fucking that's a bad deal, man. It sucks. He's a young guy and having to go through all that. So if you got a couple bucks, you can help him out. And uh, yeah, that's our officer of the podcast. Kind of a it's kind of a bad deal, but hopefully we can make it a little better. Saul, because I hate women. <laughs> Does he deserve <laughs> uh, a T Rex air horns or an applause? Uh, I think I've shared it on here. I went, my wife had stage four cancer and we had to deal with all that stuff. Like until you've either gone through it or been with somebody who's going through it, that shit is absolutely terrible and brutal. And my thoughts go out to everybody dealing with that shit. So I say, give homie all three. 
on that note, on to happier now that we've topics. been depressed and solved all marriage issues across the land. I felt like really good and I was having a really good day, and then I read that and I was like, fuck. Let's fucking uh, let's raise some money for this guy, guys. Let's uh do your click the the link, it'll be in the podcast description. Send him a couple bucks. All right. Um I kinda wanna wait for Ahsoka to come back before I uh before we do this. I concur. Yeah. So for okay. the world, Miss Ahsoka just got a brand new little puppy, so she's dealing with little puppy issues. She usually deals with big puppy issues, but now she's listening or now she's dealing with little puppy issues. Nothing. It was great. It was a great joke. You're fucking... oh, I was just looking because she she just sent a photo of the little puppy and it's adorable. I want to eat it. Can we tell everybody what we're going to do soon? Or is that yeah, top okay. secret? Top secret. I don't think it's top secret. Okay. My life is an open book, homie. Okay. So. I have lots of questions, but probably not appropriate for here. Oh, that's a nice puppy. Okay. Sorry, I had to look at the puppy also. We were trying to arrange a poorly made meetup in a undisclosed location in the Southwest. And we did, but it's just going to be me and Saul. That's okay, because we're going to have a good fucking time. Are we not? We're going to go harpooning whales. We talked about that. Yes. Did I say? I don't know if we're supposed to talk about that part. Um, we're going to go see a concert, which I think people will probably figure it out. They can Google what's going on in uh, really, I think, probably the the main area of life in the desert southwest. There might be something going on in September. We're going to hang out. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe go to Bed Bath and Beyond. I don't know. We we haven't made other plans besides going to the concert. Actually, may not be enough time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Fucking kill him. I'm just kidding. We'll have him back by dinner. So maybe <laughs> maybe a poorly made meetup. I don't know. That could be a thing. I think that would be amazing. And my dream in life is that we can all get together in one room and record a podcast. I think it would be uh, amazing. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you, just knowing what I know about everybody, I don't know if we're ever going to all be in the same room. I don't think I don't think it would be possible because you guys all breed like fucking rabbits and need to make so many arrangements to be gone. Yeah, probably won't happen. It's super awesome when you tell your wife, hey, I'm going on a trip with my buddy to go watch a concert. Here's our children. Enjoy yourself. That's a great conversation. Speaking of communication, but it happened. I did it. We should probably talk. We'll have to talk when we're done here about uh, some some arrangements. We probably should get that figured out. But perhaps somewhere in that area of the country, we'll we'll meet up with some PMP people and have a good time, have some drinks. That are we gonna? Be amazing. Are we going to record a podcast in a hotel room like me and Toby do? Is the question. Oh, it's going to get crazy. No, it's not. You're old. You're going to fall asleep. You're going to fall That's asleep quicker than Toby. 100% accurate. I also don't get drunk, so. Like ever? No. Why? <laughs> My wife Why? just yelled bullshit from across okay, the room. Okay, I was like, you drink almost as much as I do. I know you do. No, I, 
I like drinking. I don't like being drunk. So you'll get you like you found that magical like you get right to being buzzed and that's you stop. You have self control is what you're telling me. Correct, because I had the room spin once and I was like, "Fuck this!" There's nothing enjoyable about it. So as soon as I start to feel it, I kick back to water. That's wise. Yeah. That's wise. Then you stay buzzed. Like, oh, sorry. I was just going to say alcohol gives me like the worst sour stomach. So I don't like drinking. Mm. That's why you smoke all that Chiba. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I enjoy drinking, but there's nothing about being drunk. I enjoy nor really having to babysit drunk people. Oh, God. So, Ahsoka, you're going to you're going to come meet us down there, right? Um, Potentially. Oh, really? That would yeah, be I'm awesome. Considering it, yes. Yes. Do, Do it. it. Do. Do. We'll have so much fun. We'll go shoe shopping. Why? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I thought that's what chicks like to do. I don't fucking I've know. been wearing the same pair of Converse for the last like seven years. That's amazing. I that is like... amazing. Because <laughs> my wife has a closet full of shoes that, and it just makes me angry. I'm like, we need to get rid of some shoes. And she does. And then she buys shoes to replace those shoes and i can't handle it i don't know why it makes me so it just makes me angry but it's okay it just i just had a brilliant idea okay with all the perverted fucks who listen to this podcast what we could do is auction off ahsoka's uh, seven year worn converse <laughs> and donate the money to the officer of the podcast with cancer yes Yes, that's a great <laughs> idea. Uh, we'll even buy you new covers. You know, some weirdo is going to do it. Fetish. Who's going to spend? It. That's fine. Twenty that is... grand, sitting in his basement, rubbing himself and nose deep in the back of a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes to get his little meat button off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to logistically figure out how to uh, auction off shoes. I guess we could. Who's got an eBay account? I don't. Where are those like. weird? Where do the people send their like used underwear for people to auction off? Isn't that a thing? I think that's on OnlyFans. I've I guess you got to start your OnlyFans. I, I guess. Guess you got to do it. <laughs> Take All one right. for the. Team. You guys, you guys, ready for the main event here? I forgot what we were even supposed to start talking about. <laughs> so, uh, here here's the article. The oh, thumb. That's, yeah. The <laughs> okay. So we, we talked about this beginning of podcast. There was a guy, uh, uh, here, I'll just read the article and we'll watch the video. Everybody loves me reading, by the way, maybe we should make a soak and read it, but. We should, uh, and they also like you playing videos on a fucking podcast. Hold on. You get a sense of what happened, and you hear the th thump. It's fine. <laughs> the video, it's a, it's a fucking thump. body camera. It's going up and down and shaking. You know exactly what's going on as I play it. Okay. So here's the information from a Denver Gazette article by Julia Cardia. There you go. Um, it's like born by Braille, I'm just saying. Yes. Fuck you. 
So basically, uh, the information from this news article is Deputy Lorenza Lujan pulled over Brent Thompson on the night of February 18th after he saw the car Thompson drove had expired plates. Lujan made the stop. Uh, let's see. All right, you guys don't need to know where it was. I-25 in Mulberry in Fort Collins. Lujan thought the driver was acting strangely and believed the driver may have been intoxicated. He learned the car had expired registration. Thompson gave the name Jacob Jones, which Lujan learned was an alias when he ran the name in Thompson's birthday. Lujan also learned that Thompson's driver's license had been revoked and the latter was a habitual traffic offender. Let me talk to you guys about that a little bit. So in Colorado, you have to kind of work hard to get an HTO. That is like the worst driving charge there is. Um, I, I They changed a little bit. You used to have aggravating factors if you're driving drunk and stuff. I think they took some of those away. But Saul, I'd be curious what you guys did. But an HTO is generally something that an arrest was made on. In my experience, I don't know if that changed after the dark ages. What what do you what where are you guys at with that? You know, it used to be way more common. Back when I was a public defender, we that would pop up all the time. And what it was was if you had three major traffic infractions that were either alcohol related, reckless driving, they were the the elevated kind of traffic offenses, not your just run of the mill speeding tickets, like driving under revocation, reckless driving, or alcohol related offenses. If you had three in a seven year period, your license was suspended for five years. But that was also back in the day where if you got caught driving HTO, yeah, you would go to jail and you'd go to jail for a specific period of time. The law then changed to make like your fourth DUI a felony. And that kind of dropped off the HTO stuff quite a bit. So I think like everything in Colorado, it got watered down to the point where you don't really need to have a driver's license anymore or register your vehicle and crimes aren't really illegal anymore. Yes, that is definitely the question I asked you, but it is a, a good answer because that's, that is a thing. Cause I just thinking about this incident, I'm like, God, I don't know if I'd stop somebody for a fucking expired tag anymore, you know, based on what? everything going on in Colorado. Yeah, and really what I'm trying to impress based on the way these things are handled in Colorado currently is this is not exactly the highest level of criminal activity on a traffic stop is really what I'm trying to give context to get across for what's about to happen. Okay. But so we're going to we're probably going to start out disagreeing off the bat cuz well, I don't know. I'm just saying from my experience, that was normally something you would fuck it. You give a fake name, you're an HTO, you're, you're going to probably go to jail. I don't think oh, that's unreasonable. Okay. Yeah, but you it, it's also not a felony and you didn't just catch somebody with their hands full of blood that murdered somebody. Yes. Now, uh, Soka, just I'm more than curious. In California, let's just say same circumstance. You gave a fake name you had like a rogue status on a driver's license or something like that. Is that something you would arrest for? Or is that something you'd probably just cite and release for? She had to apologize to the driver for taking up their time. <laughs> so 
It really depends on the circumstances, but that's more of a site issue unless they're due at the time. Okay. All right. So there she goes uh, with dumps again. Yeah. There's another dump reference. Let's uh let's play the video here and uh discuss it from there. So did you give me the right name? Yeah. What's your name? Jacob Todd Jones. Why don't you give me the right name? It is the right name. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Brent, I know. Uh, so, right now you're under arrest. With... Okay, so, for those playing at home, because this is a fucking video on an audio podcast, he's having a conversation with this dude outside of the car. I'm not sure why he had him step out. We, I would assume, I think it's safe to assume, maybe he did roadsides or was thinking about doing roadsides, whatever. So, he tells him, hey... You're under arrest, goes to reach for his arm, doesn't look like he makes contact, and Mr. Thompson starts running. Stop here, you tase! Stop! So at this point, they are running through, I'd assume, like a ditch or a median or something. Pops the guardrail, and now he, Thompson, is on the roadway, and the officer's getting closer to him. Tases him. Shit! Shit! I don't think I have to describe what just happened. Saul, I would be curious for your initial thoughts on this. I, I saw three interesting or things worthy of discussion on this call. Yeah, it's first of all, I really do want to throw out there that there's so much going on in these situations and everybody who's been in them, there's a lot to keep track of. And I am trying not to be glib at all. I could see how this would happen. And I'm sure the officer was not, fully aware of exactly where he was when he deployed that taser because he's focused on so many other things. And I know there's going to be people out there who are like, how could you not know? I could see how it could happen. Am I off base on that or do you guys agree? You know, I I couldn't quite articulate it when I was thinking about this earlier, but I, I do think you're exactly right. I will say, and I don't want to get into the weeds on a different case, but I think this is much different than the parking on the train tracks because this is a lot more dynamic at the time. Yeah, the stop was dynamic, but then the stop was over. I I don't know how you don't know somebody's on the train tracks, but that's a story for another day. I see this in a different light, which some people might disagree. I also want to preface this before we really get into this. I'm not dogging this cop at all because I think this is something that could happen to maybe all of us, a lot of us, just because of everything going on and we're human beings. We fucking make mistakes. You know, it's a thing. I'm not bringing this up to like dog on this cop or anything, but I, I do think there's some things that are worthy of discussion to think about is, is all I'm saying. But Saul, to get back to your original question is, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like you're focused on catching that dude. You're, you're not processing everything that's going on. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, hindsight being 2020, if you're in a vacuum and you say, look, I have misdemeanor traffic offenses. I have this guy's car. I'm going to be able to figure out who he is. He's running across a busy intersection, even in the middle of the night with numerous lanes across it. I think in that area, it's still three to four lanes each direction, if I remember correctly. Um, I think if hindsight is 2020 and you can step back a second, you say, this is getting too risky. I am not going to keep going on this foot pursuit. I'm just going to let him go at this point and catch him later. But realistically, how many of us are going to make that calculus in the moment, especially if you kind of lose track a little bit of exactly where you are? Um, But to me, it's kind of akin And this is a shout out to just how difficult the job is and how many decisions you have to make in real time with 8 million things going on. But the first kind of corollary I thought of to this was, you know, if somebody jumps in a pool, you can't tase them. If they're standing on something above water, you can't tase them. From an analytical standpoint, is this as far as danger goes? you're incapacitating somebody on a highway where cars are traveling. You know, if you had the time to think that through, I think most people would be like, I'm not going to tase. I'm going to let him run and then re-engage the pursuit once it's clear or something of that nature. But the tasing somebody in a pool or around water was the first thing that came to mind with a situation that's more analogous to this. Big titty Toby, where's your head at? What's your initial reaction to all this? A lot of the same, like I totally understand, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. If you look at like, we're all sitting here talking about it and we're able to look at all of this in the big picture, but in the moment I can understand how it happened, where it happened, but we also have to take into consideration that homeboy that bailed out made the decision to run onto a highway to begin with. He is the one that dictated where that pursuit went. So he, well, one, he just shouldn't run like fucking idiot. But two, he's the one that led them there and created those circumstances. So I think it's his fault, like totally his fault. Could the officer have not tased him there? Sure. But why were they there to begin with? Because he led them there. I'm glad we're having this discussion and I'm not just having this discussion in my head because Points have already been brought up that I didn't even think about. And I I want to talk about this all because I, I thought we could run through the numbers on this, but I want to talk about this because I will forget because I'm an idiot. Is why why are you chasing him? I feel like there was and, and I have to apologize. I'm a little out of the loop, obviously. I haven't been a cop in Colorado in over two years now, but I feel like when the new law passed, there was something, or maybe our use of force policy was, and maybe Saul, you can kind of help me clear this up because I don't remember everything that was in 217, but there was some tr- direction we were getting as far as if you know who they are and you can just go get a warrant for them, do that rather than use force, which I do not agree with. On its premise, I don't agree with. I think philosophically, if you just let people get away with stuff, even if you're going to quote unquote get a warrant, 
okay, what if they don't want to go to jail on the warrant? Like you can't, people don't get to decide when they go to jail. And that was a big issue I had with that. And I don't remember if it was a law or if it was just something my department was doing. Does that, does that sound familiar, Saul? Was that something going on with that SB 217? I can't remember specifically if it was in that bill. I know that that was a large part of the debate around that time because they were really trying to crack back on, you know, specifically with the need for certain warrants and creating dangerous situations with somebody who's running or fleeing. I know a lot of departments have that in their pursuit policy specifically for vehicle pursuits. If you know who the person is and you can identify them, that is something that is used to, um, is justification for not continuing the pursuit and increasing the danger to the public because you know where they are and you can just go get them later. I think it's like a favorite talking point of the left who thinks that, you know, the world is way more rational than it is. I think that there is a fine line. Well, let's do this. So to me in this situation, if homeboy runs, first of all, did you love how he hesitated when he had to think about what name to give, which is the biggest tell in the history of the world. But yep. yeah, if homeboy, we can all agree homeboy, it's a, it's a freaking traffic offense, right? Like, it's a traffic offense. I get it. I don't feel bad for the guy. I think he created the situation and got it. But unfortunately, our viewpoint is not in the majority at this moment. Um, but it would be a completely different situation if he was a homicide suspect that was fleeing, right? Like, I think it is something that has to get weighed. So, let, well, let me ask you guys this. I'm going to go out on a limb. Have you both been involved in situations where... Somebody flees from the scene of a crime and everybody's getting spun up and you're setting perimeters and people are hauling ass in to try to get the person who's fleeing. And then a sergeant or somebody above a sergeant has to get on the radio and go, hey, everybody slow down a second. What is the actual crime this person committed? And somebody will go, oh, we just have a misdemeanor. And the supervisor will say, "Okay, that's great. Everybody shut it the fuck down right now. Because cops get a little bit of the shiny ball philosophy and just start chasing things sometimes, and it's not always the correct answer. Let and me I, let me oh, say let me add a caveat to that. Let me add some caviar to that. What about why are they running? Right, and I get I do get the shiny ball thing, but I I also think there an argument could be made. There's a reason why they're running. Maybe there's something else going on, which uh, and these these dark ages of policing is I, I don't think you're allowed. I, I generally feel like there's a cause and effect, like most of the time. And it does happen most of the time. If somebody runs from you in a car, it's not because they have a bad license. Does that happen sometime? Yeah, there's usually something else going on in that car, which unfortunately, a lot of those cars just go bye bye because. You can't stop them because departments don't have chase policies. So I think an argument could be made. Sometimes chasing this guy may lead into different things, or maybe this guy's running for a completely different reason than just the driver's license. Is that fair? Yeah, but I think one lesson that I learned big time, honestly, as a public defender, this was ingrained in me. Most criminals are uh, what's the word I'm looking for? dumb like super <laughs> dumb hella dumb 
And I think a lot of people do run for very minor things because they just panic and it's not exactly rational. I think the the number of people who run for actually either serious offenses or because they have a bunch of drugs or weapons, I think that's, and this is just, I'm pulling a number out of my ass, but I would venture to guess that's maybe 10 to 15% of the people who flee or run. And I think the remainder are just idiots who are like, I don't have a driver's license. That's why I just drove 120 through a residential neighborhood. Um, Cause they're just, they're stupid. So I, I mean, it'll come out. I don't know. Did they publish this guy's criminal history other than, I mean, he ran across a highway cause he doesn't have a freaking license in Colorado. Me, he probably would have been out six hours later. Let me add uh, an excerpt, 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 excerpt. I can't if I can say the word. I'm let's just call terrible, it, I guess. it's excerpt, but let's call it exerbert. Exerbert. Let me add an exerbert from this newspaper article, the Denver Gazette article that I was reading before. In a video statement by Sheriff John Thayen posted on Wednesday, he said an investigation has concluded, has also concluded that did not find a violation of any department policies. The statement mentions a gun and drug paraphernalia found afterwards uh, in the car that Thompson drove, as well as fentanyl and methamphetamine in his system at the time of death. So I'm assuming I assume he was a felon. Didn't want to get the fucking pow po. Didn't want, you know, maybe something's going on with the gun. That may be an, another reason he chose to run, choose to run rather. Can't speak. And also, he's making poor choices because he's got the uh, George Floyd special. I was system. just going to say, I couldn't piece together when there was another situation where, God, somebody was committing other criminal acts and was high on drugs and fentanyl. And I think. They passed away, and it may have become a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to the podcast. Oh, hey there. It's me. I just want to let you guys know about something. On my link tree, I have links to all your favorite poorly made things. I'm going to have a link specifically to the coins and patches with Ghost Patch, my merch with Spring, and a couple other things. We're going to have... Fit Responder on there. We're going to have Officer Privacy on there. And of course, we're going to have RTI Training. If you're going to go sign up for class through RTI Training, use the link in my link tree and it helps me out a little bit and they know that I sent you. Check out my link tree for all things poorly made. I'll be updating it as new things come up. Going forward, the link should be on the description of every podcast. And of course, uh, find it on my profile on Facebook and Instagram under Poorly Made Police Memes. Now, back to the podcast. So I want to go through and break down some of the things in the video that I saw that I would be curious what you guys thought about when we've, we've kind of covered some of it, but the the first thing that I saw in the video is also just so I don't know if you saw in the chat, just so everybody knows we're not being misogynistic pricks. Ahsoka had to step away for a minute. So that's why she's not chiming in yet. I'm going to kill that puppy. So I mean, I love the puppy. So telling somebody that they're under arrest before you have control of them. I know there's different schools of thoughts on that, and this could be dictated by department policy and, and frankly, laws in some areas. And I asked one of my old buddies if 
because I felt like, again, that was one of those things where they wanted us to start telling people before we hooked them up, which I, I understand people have a right to know what's going on. I generally like the idea of getting them in a position where you had, this is going to sound bad, but advantage of them kind of thing before you told them they were being under, being taken under arrest or twist them up, tell them they're under arrest. So they're like dealing with being twisted up, dealing with the words and they're all discombobulated and their OODA loops all fucked. It's generally a lot safer that way. So I, I just wanted to bring that up because I'm generally a fan of having control on people before doing anything else. But I, I would be curious for other, t- other takes on that. I, my position is, I think a lot of just reading people comes into play a little bit. Like we've, I'm guessing over your career, you arrested people who are cooperative and like, Hey man, you got me. And there's zero issue putting cuffs on them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people over the dumbest little thing that are going to try to fight you or try to fight you when you weren't even going to arrest them in the first place. So I think based on the cues that this guy was throwing, and if you watch the video, you can hear it. But if you're watching the video, he's definitely giving the vibe like he's not going to be the most willing participant in his arrest. Do you agree with that? He's throwing off all the signals that he's either going to fight or run. Yeah. So in that situation, here's the other kind of small pet peeve. And I'm going to throw this out there because I know how much you love it. I do BJJ a lot. (laughs) that was just for you um (laughs) one of my biggest pet peeves is i i completely agree if somebody's giving off those signals i either grab them or start giving verbal commands i don't tell them you know you're under arrest and they flee. it's hey turn around put your hands behind your back but if i'm gonna grab somebody if you're gonna grab somebody to put them into custody fucking grab them position yourself in a way that if you have to fight or they try to get away, you're either in a good position to chase or dump them to the ground. But if you're going to put somebody under arrest, as you're telling them you're putting under arrest, fucking grab them and don't grab them. Like they're your fucking girlfriend, grab them. Like you're taking them into custody. I don't know if you think that's off base, but it just, it drives me. And it's not to hurt somebody, but you better fucking control them. If you're taking him into custody and just, I assume everybody's going to fight. I don't care if I'm arresting Gam Gam. If I grab you to cuff you, you're going to know you're being grabbed. Yeah. I, you're either doing it or you're not just do whatever technique, do it the right way. I, I will say to add another caveat to this, I do feel like because of the dark ages, People are kind of, and I think this leads to issues with cops getting hurt, frankly, is there's been this de-emphasis on putting your hands on people. And I, I think because of that, you have situations like this. And I'm not, I can't fucking tell you what this uh, Deputy Lujan's training or experience was, but I know based on my interactions I would have changed you changed the way you did business in Colorado a little bit. So maybe I would have done it this way because I'm afraid to touch people because the laws of cuck in Colorado. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's fucked. No, like, that, 
It's an extremely fair point where I think definitely over, let's say, the last five years and before you went, everybody has seen, and we've all talked about this and we all sit around and talk about this, how a lot of the the younger cops now are afraid to fucking grab somebody. Even when it's 100% warranted and justified, they kind of pussyfoot around it rather than latching onto somebody because you're arresting them or taking them into custody. It's, it's a definite thing and it's concerning. But I, I think I'm, I don't want to totally shit on the new people. And yeah, there are new people that are pansies, but there's also old people that are pansies too. I think it's the way they're being taught in the way the, the law, that's what they want them to do. That's, that's what the fucking the lawmakers that have no real life experience. That's what they want cops to do and how cops to act where, Use a, a, a stronger use of force would have prevented this guy from getting nailed by a car. Well, and that's, I mean, you have to still stay within policy. And I know, I don't think BJJ is the, the beginning end all be all of doing police work. But I also know that since I started training with it, what I've noticed is I am better at grabbing and controlling people, but not, it's not uncontrolled. It's not flailing. It's not a fight. It's just, it's, slow controlled and you can get people into positions where you have an advantage and it just it takes a lot of training to do that i used to always joke that what they teach you for you know arrest control in the academy they teach you just enough to get you killed is really what it is so i think it's a training component i think it's a political component where the people who are passing these laws legitimately think if you tell somebody they're under arrest, they will just willingly lie down and go to jail. That's honestly what I think they believe happens. And they don't understand what you just said, which is exactly right, is if you use a little bit of force on the front end, this dude would still be alive. He'd still be a fucking idiot, but he wouldn't be a speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Point two. You want to know the best part? Whoever yeah. hit him can make a claim with their insurance policy and sue this dipshit for the damage to their car. Yeah, did they, I hope they added the charge of jaywalking, even though he didn't survive. Um, point two. Taser. I... I that was one of the things that stuck out to me on this. And I think we all know kind of where I, I fall with the taser and I know people have different policies on it. And I was trying to think logically about this situation. Cause I was like, why are we, why are you tasing this dude anyway? And you think logically, okay, you're going to have similar results, right? You're going to either have to tackle him or pushing him over and he's going to fall and potentially get hurt. I guess that's a thing. So I, I I'm, I'm going to be trying to be fair to it, but I just, I don't, I don't like taser to be honest with you. Like, I think there's a time and a place for a taser great tool, but I, I think it's used so often as not to put hands on people where in this circumstance, it was, it was much worse. I, I don't like the taser in this circumstance, you know, at that point, you know, and I guess, you know, you can't predict the future, but you know, I don't know that was not information that you had is, you know, was he making movements to his waistband or something? I guess that changes, but then I'd argue, why don't you have your gun out? But 
I, I don't know. I just don't like the taser in this circumstance. He's just running away off of a, a traffic charge, which I know they found a gun later, which is maybe why people would argue why you use a taser. I get that too. Uh, what I want to know what other people think about the taser in that circumstance. I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have used it. I won't say I don't like it, but I wouldn't have even thought to grab my taser in that circumstance. I, I mean, it does kind of seem to be a trend, right? Where people, certain departments or people will tase immediately just because somebody is running away. Am I off base with that? It just seems like it's happening a lot. Well, and, and I just I, I'll give the example I always give. If you've never listened to the podcast, I'm, I'm sure I've given this example five or six times. But there was a video going around where some chick mooned a cop. I think it was a female cop. If if you've never seen the video, it's pretty funny. But she moons the moons the cop and takes off running, and the cop tases her. And my question is always, she fucking showed you her ass. Why are you tasing her? What's what's the justification now? Again, I'm basing it off of what my department policy would have been is you can't just tase somebody because they're running from you. I, I don't know if that's the same everywhere, but I that's the way I was brought up with the taser, and that's what makes sense to me. So that's that's where I'm at with the taser is I just the act of running away. I don't know that I, I would use a taser, which our, our dear friend Ben brought up a, a point a while back on a, on a podcast a long time ago when we, or maybe it was a live stream. I don't remember. And we were talking about something with taser and I was talking about that and he said, well, but you don't know kind of thing. And, you know, if we tackle them to the ground, that could hurt them, you know, it prevents me from getting injured. So I, I get all of those arguments. I'm not, I'm not negating those arguments. Those are all valid arguments. I'm just saying me personally, I don't like the taser here. Well, and you know, the difference, just the the legal analysis portion is unlike the mooning, which I don't even know what kind of petty bullshit that would be. But um, and that person running, the person was told in this instance they are under arrest. So technically they're fleeing an arrest at that point. And I get the the use maybe of the taser in that situation. The problem I kind of have is it like you and I have talked about, I think before it's become a bit of a crutch, but I also, I'm going to throw the caveat out certain luxuries. And the fact that both of us are over six feet tall and have a little bit of mass behind us where I'm a little bad, a big bow. (laughs) I'm a little more like, I I'm not the slowest person in the world and I'm a little more comfortable tackling somebody or going hands-on and that would be my preference over a taser just because most of the time they don't work anyway and if i'm chasing after so i don't want to deal with having to worry about that and wires and where i'm at and everything else especially if you miss so i like you would probably tend not to go that direction but that might change if i mean if he's the person running as a giant ass bodybuilder mma fighter i might be more likely to tase him you know what? I'm glad you brought up that up because that's a fair point. You know, if you're generally females are smaller than us, right? And I don't know how big uh, Thompson was. I don't know if he was a big fella or not. He didn't. He looked kind of like tall and lanky. He looked but, lanky, from what I remember. Yeah. To, to I mean, I think that is an element too. Is there's certain things you have to justify? Like, yeah. You know what? That's a good point. I I will concede that point because that is. If you think that person is would basically kind of be superior to your skills, then I think maybe you could say, hey, look, this dude was going to kick my ass. Tase him. 
with the guy running away, that's not quite the same. But I, I think that's a good point to bring up because I do shit on the taser where it it can even the playing field a little bit, you know, because there, there are people that are going to be bigger, stronger and faster than you. Even if you're the fucking most yoke dude in the world, there's always bigger fish. So there's always somebody that's more yoker. Yes. More egg yolks. So that. All right. I, I was kind of good. Thanks for bringing me that back down to earth there. I was kind of getting a little wild with that. You're You're right. But well, the other I, issue that I think too is not only taser, like A, do you use the taser or not? B, are you in a place where I was going before with the a person that's in the water or things of that nature? Are you in a place where you can tase them safely or for them? Or are you in a place where you can tase them safely for you? I think based on the audio and correct me if I'm wrong, and I wasn't there and it would be really interesting to get this guy's take. I don't think he realized he was where he was until he tased the guy and he went down. And then you kind of hear it in his voice at that point. I think that's the first time he realized he was on a highway. Um, and so I don't think there was any time for this analysis. We are looking back with plenty of time to do so. Um, and I don't begrudge it one bit. Cause I don't think, my take was he wasn't acutely aware of where he was. Do you disagree? No, not at all. I, I think that that was kind of that third point I wanted to, to hit on is, you know, the location of where this tasing occurred, which it, I didn't even really think about that before you said it. And I, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I, I remember getting in a foot chase once uh, we tackled the dude, got him cuffed up. I looked up, Oh, you know what? No, here's what happened. I got in a foot chase with this dude and I, 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 I was closing in on him, which is surprising. I was, I was a little faster back in the day and I was getting up to him and he's like, all right, I give up, put his hands up and went to the ground and was on the ground. So I had him at gunpoint or taser point or something waiting for another officer. And I looked up and I had no fucking idea where I was, even though I kind of knew that neighborhood. So that, that's a thing. That's a real fucking thing is like, yeah, you know, you're on the highway, but your mind, you can only do so much, you know, like you're chasing this guy, you're trying to tase him, you're working on the radio, you're doing all this shit. And yeah, I agree. I don't think he actually, that's a, a very good point. Um, and I, everybody, the hard part is you get, you know, all the, the, Type A, I'm the best cop in the history of the world. I'm acutely aware of everything going on around me. I would know exactly where I was, what I was doing with every single part of my body at that exact moment, and there's no excuse. Cool, good for you for being RoboCop. Most people aren't like that. The other problem you have is people who've never been in a situation like that in their life and have zero clue what they're talking about with what they would understand. I was in a foot chase down a road that was three lanes each direction, and I will tell you, you know, you're busy watching hands. What do they have in their hands? Trying not to get hit by cars, watching what your partners are doing so you don't get tased, shot, maced, whatever. There's a lot of shit going on. And in mine, one of my partners afterwards was like, oh, you ran right by those kids. I thought you were going to hit them. And I said, excuse me. And he's like, yeah, you ran right by those kids. It wasn't until I reviewed the body cam. I ran within three feet of three people who were in a very weird place that I should have noticed them. I never even saw them because I was so focused on the guy we were chasing and hands and everything else going on. 
to pretend like you know everything that's going on around you in those moments, I think is just asinine and you're completely full of shit. I just, I don't think it's possible to digest that much information at a time when something's going on. We just, humans don't have that much bandwidth. And I wasn't in the black or tunnel vision or anything else. You just, you can only worry about so many things at a time. There's no way that poor guy knew that he was on the shoulder or getting on the highway. You know, and it's it's one of those things where body cameras, and I don't want to go on a body camera rant, but like the body camera shows what happened. It's very clear what happened. But the body camera has no emotions. The body camera has no stress. The only thing the camera is doing is filming. It doesn't have to worry about anything else. And I, I would compare... It's kind of a weird equation, but we've all had that circumstance where you get off a midnight shift, you drive home, you get home safely, probably. You get home safely. I I, I pull in the driveway and it's like you're like consciously, I'm like, okay, how the fuck did I get here? I don't remember this 15 minute drive at all. You made a fucking great point, which I think will be the name of the podcast is humans don't have that much bandwidth. We're only capable of so much. And it can be a lot. It can be a lot. But in this circumstance, I, I've, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people comment saying, Oh, it couldn't happen and stuff. But I, I, I mentioned this earlier and I, again, I don't want to go down the train rabbit hole, but I think this is different than the train on the tracks. Oh God. It's not even so. Just so everybody knows, the what we keep referencing with that is it was a deputy, right? Or was she an officer? Uh, I think there was a. I think there was like there was like three cops like involved both. in that. But they parked I mean, a car on a active yeah. train track with a suspect inside. The car got hit by a train. The piece of shit in the back lived and is now going to be a millionaire. Yeah, and yeah. So basically, it was like a high risk stop kind of deal like somebody had a gun or whatever they stop the car and they get the lady out of the car put her in the back now the officer that put the person in the car it wasn't their patrol car but that was the car that was parked on the tracks. so you have a why the fuck are you parking on the tracks b why are we putting people in a car on the tracks and then c oh my god just watch that video it's, it's not good it's but you know, and like, I don't think there was like evil intent in that situation either. It's not like they were sitting, they wanted that to happen. It just they oh, messed up. No, 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 no. Yeah. They just fucking messed up. But that's to me is a lot different than like a dynamic foot chase where you're chasing this dude. You're not like I, the, the call, like, there's no one can hurt you now because the person's in custody. Like, you have them detained. It's time to slow down. I, I think it's a, a very different circumstance. Which the I think only similarity between those two is that they happen in the same geographical re region. Other than that, there's they're completely different scenarios. Yeah, probably, what, 30, 40 miles apart. So pretty close yeah. to each other. Don't commit traffic offenses in northern Colorado, fuckers, because you, you're seeing what you'll get. Yeah, they don't fuck around up there. So... Are just so there's no surprises here. 
the officer wasn't charged because this happened in February. It's just coming out now. It came out within the last couple of days. I I kind of want to scroll up to see what uh, Pizza Tony said about it. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember. So Pizza Tony was the one that sent it in our group chat. My brother had called me and asked me if I knew what I if I knew what happened there. And I was like, dude, I haven't never heard of it. And then all of a sudden I've seen it 87 times. First person I saw the video was from Pizza Tony. And he said something along the lines of, I don't know why you would arrest somebody for that. And I said, they still do police work in some parts of the country, but it still happens. I know like out here in Iowa, when they're doing the, uh, I love the, uh, the blotter, the police blotter over the radio, they fucking air everybody's dirty laundry. They should do that all over the country. It's fucking, I'm sure it's super embarrassing for these people, dude, a simple, you know, suspended license. They will fucking hook you and take your ass to fucking jail. That would not happen in Colorado, at least where I work. It's it's nice to see that there are some consequences in parts of the country. It still exists. It's amazing. It's weird. I know. Yeah. The hard part for me, and I'm I'm very glad this guy. Okay, let's. I'm trying to figure out how to say this without getting canceled in some way. So let's be very clear here. A the officer did nothing criminal. It's one of those fucked up situations that we've all been in where just by the grace of God, after a call's over, you're like, holy shit, if one little thing had changed, that could have gone so much worse. And if you have never been in that position, you're full of shit. We all all depend on luck to a pretty good degree. You can't mitigate out all risk in any scenario. It's impossible. Do you agree with that? Completely agree. So get off your high horses a little bit. Like I, you can see how this happened, why it happened. You can talk about it till the end of the day for educational purposes, but I am not besmirching this officer at all. Cause that's a shitty thing to deal with. And I can very much see how it happened. The other thing we need to be very realistic about is what, what was the color of the skin of the guy who ran? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the f bomb, but you can bring that up. Not fair. but wrong. Dude, I so when I I wish we could have that conversation in this country because we have some privileged things, and it's not the way people talk about it. Because that would have been this 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 would have been a completely much bigger deal if it was different. No, would there would have been, been riots. A hundred percent would have been riots. And especially yeah. in Colorado, and we all live through that shit. So what? So I used to do this when I would teach. I would bring up, let's say that I'm teaching an academy class of 80 people. I will have one black cadet come up, one Hispanic cadet, one Asian cadet, and one woman. And I would look at everybody and go, look, here's the thing. When you're discussing use of force and whether or not you know something warrants deadly force or not either deadly force is authorized or it's not based on the circumstances none of which have anything to do with skin color don't fucking care that's not an element in the calculus right but i would point to the the black cadet and be like look if i shoot you even if it's completely justified 100 legit does anybody in this room think politically in the media in whatever that that's not going to be different than Hispanic guy, if I shoot you, guess what? Nobody gives a shit. 
Asian guy, if I shoot you, there aren't going to be riots for you. Does anybody disagree with that? And everybody in the class is like, no, we 100% agree with that. And I would tell them that's fucked up because either it's a justified use of force or it's not skin color shouldn't matter. But if you are in a use of force situation and you think that's not going to play in the media, you are out of your fucking minds. And it's just the unfortunate reality that it is what it is. And if anybody thinks that's wrong and that this wouldn't have been viewed differently in the media, if this guy had been a different skin tone, you're fucking lying and not in touch with reality right now. And if you don't like it, sorry. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not aware of that, I would be shocked. Yeah, I mean, I'm stating the obvious, but nobody will talk about it. Yeah. Well, you just did. You heard it here first, folks. Saul is a racist, misogynistic prick. Seriously. A lot of white privilege coming your way. Hey, try this in a small town. <laughs> I love we the made fake... it that long with that. It just it sucks. I love the even... outrage. That's uh, so so racist. Yeah. So racist. It's the I yeah, I can't even tell you. Okay. I'm kind of here's here's the thing I, I've heard, you know, around the interwebs, and it kind of makes sense. Like I do feel like a lot of this stuff is like the manufactured outrage. It's really just a distraction for a lot of other stuff. Like people will get all up in arms and spend a bunch of times getting upset about a very vanilla country song when you know what 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 are they actually doing? What's actually going on? I, I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at these days. Well, what drives me nuts? Here's we're going on a completely different rant. We're killing time for Ahsoka, by the way, while she's having apparently major issues with her puppy. She's playing um, with her puppies. She's pinched. Never mind. Go on. So, what really <laughs> drives me nuts is um, I'm just anti-murder. Don't be fucking crazy. I don't believe that innocent people should be killed. And I don't care what their ethnicity, sexual orientation, any of that stuff. I just think that if somebody's walking to the grocery store, they should be able to go there and back without getting murdered fucking weird. I know that's a very unpopular stance to take. I'm sorry if somebody needs to go to their safe space after hearing that. But the shit that drives me nuts, like where was it in California that an African-American gentleman on a scooter just killed four white people by randomly shooting them on the street? I didn't even hear about that. The media doesn't play. Yeah. And the media doesn't pick up on any of that because it doesn't fit the narrative. Right. Or as soon as the shooter is determined to be Asian or Hispanic, the media drops it and doesn't care about that. Or heaven forbid the shooter is trans. It's out of the news the next day because it doesn't fit the narrative. That's what drives me nuts. You know what? I'm against kids getting shot. I don't care who's shooting them. I'm probably going to side with the kids. So I don't know. He hates kids, everyone. I do. I think they, you know, deserve to be maced. And I'm all about spicy babies. But yeah, we've just we've lost our minds and nobody can have any fucking common sense anymore because somebody will get triggered by it. I just I'm overall the older I get, the more the conspiracy theorists make total fucking sense. Well, yeah, you know, it's so funny because I saw this thing. Uh, it was like a meme, but it was like the conspiracy theorists are like, 
this the aliens is the biggest conspiracy thing ever, right? I mean, I, I would say it's one of the bigger conspiracy things is the government's lying about, you know, aliens and stuff. But I there was like the Senate and we're like a week or two ago, so forgive me, this might not be timely, but they had the Senate hearing where the guy was like, Oh yeah, there's fucking aliens. Here's here my evidence is the testimony. He had no real evidence. But the conspiracy theorists are like, now we this is a distraction. So even the conspiracy theorists are over it. They're done. Nobody. That's the problem with this fucking world is fucking who. Do, how do you fucking know anything's real? What's true? What's not up and down? Left is right. Now we're going on this tangent again, man. Now we're here again. We always end up here. It's all fucked. That's well, why that's come where, back. Like, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I just uh, same thing. Like I piss off all my friends on both sides of the spectrum because call me crazy. I think if you riot and burn government buildings, whether it's BLM Antifa or January 6th, if you break into a government building and damage it, you should be held accountable. You have a right. Try that in a small town. Yeah. You have a right under the First Amendment to peacefully protest. You don't have a constitutional right to riot. And holy shit, I wish we had pizza on here so I could yell at him for his bitch state paying out violent rioters in a settlement fucking new york good god so yeah i think if you riot you should be held accountable i don't care what your political beliefs are if you kill somebody not lawfully you should be held accountable if you're the president republican democrat or whatever you bribe a hooker take money from ukraine you should be held accountable like equal application of law is kind of what our country is founded upon. It wasn't based on your political party. So I think a whole lot of people can go fuck themselves. And I think a lot more people should get prosecuted. Beautiful. And don't even get started on how the chef died at Obama's $12 million mansion while paddleboarding. And Obama now has bandages on his fingers and a black eye. I you've been on the internet too much, man. I I don't even know about that. No, that's just the conspiracy theory I saw, and I was dying because now the the interwebs is somehow claiming that Obama killed the guy. I don't. It just I'm throwing that out there because yeah, the internet goes fucking crazy. But Obama, you might want to lay down, lay low for a little while. I killed a guy. I had a trident. Um. I don't know where this fits in this conversation and we're going to end the podcast soon, but I I saw a three-year-old wearing a I stand with Al Dean shirt. How the fuck did they get these shirts out so quick, man? That was like three days ago. Well, here's the other thing that drives me nuts <laughs> is both sides are guilty of this. Like something just spreads on fucking social media and on both sides, you're just different shades of the same sheep that just fucking go berserk so now everybody in their mom who's even mildly conservative is a huge jason aldean fan i didn't even know who the fuck the guy was i don't listen to country music i thought the fake outrage on the other side was fucking absurd but now yeah like people who are gonna go out like dude's gonna sell out concerts i don't know if he was before i have no idea who the guy is but now everybody on the right's going to rush to buy every ticket to everything and wear the shirts and everything else until the next thing comes along. The left does the exact same bullshit. It's just, it's, this is why 
you want to know the worst thing? The older I get, the more the Unabomber living in his tiny cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere. That guy makes more sense to me than the fake outrage from the left on social media. Uh, fun fact. I don't know if it still exists. Do you remember what the fuck? Uh, Westminster Mall. They're outside of it. There used to be, is it called Trails West? The Steakhouse? You ever been there? Uh, I, I drove by that a ton, but I never went there a whole lot. So the the gag with that thing is you wear a tie and then they, they would cut off your tie because you can't wear a tie. Uh, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, There was uh, several places that used to do that a lot in like the 90s. Yes. So I went one time with my friends because obviously I never went with my family because we were too poor, but I, I latched on to some rich friends and we went there and I... I don't know, in 97, maybe 96, the uh, young boy thought it would be very funny that my tie was, you put your name with your tie, I put the Unabomber. You're welcome for that reference. You can't say bomb on a plane. Bomb, bomb, bomb. bomb, bomb. You know, you're talking about like dumb stuff spreading on the internet. Wildflower, wild. Not wildflowers. That's a Tom Petty song. Like wildfires. You know what the internet used to be great for and was beautiful and we all got along and sung Kumbaya? Shit like this. I like turtles. Can we just go back to a simpler time? Can we go on another quick rant since we're talking about the internet? Is it about turtles? No, it's about all the artificial intelligence fucks who think all this stuff that's going on right now is amusing and amazing and AI can generate all this shit and write your reports and write scripts and do all this stuff. Have any of these fuckers heard of Skynet and the Terminator? I've never seen that movie. Do they not have a healthy fear? Have you seriously never seen the Terminator? No. Come on, dude. It's me. I don't. I watch Star Wars over and over again. Soka's coming out soon, by the way have lost so much respect for you right now. How have you not seen the Terminator? We're all going to die and AI is going to kill us is what is going to happen. I need you to watch that movie because it's coming. And Sarah Connor was hot back in the day. That's what's up. Watch Terminator, watch Terminator 2. You don't need to watch the rest of them. But yeah, that's like fundamental learning for what's about to happen. We're all going to die. Robots are going to crush our skulls. It's going to be terrible. People are going to come from the future to come try to save us, and they're going to be naked. Nobody knows why. Apparently, clothes can't make it through. It's a thing, but it is what it is. It came out before I was born. Might be why I haven't seen it. So did Mozart, and you've heard of him, you uncultured fuck. Okay. Add that to the list. I'll watch it. Well, buddy, I think uh, I think we're at the end here. We have reached a peak. We went I... from. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I've a hundred percent, and I apologize to everyone because I feel like I'm getting very get off my lawny in my old age, and I just rant about random shit. I'm here for it, and I think we're all here for it. That we're gonna every time you're on the podcast now, you're gonna have a new segment called "Get Off My Lawn," and you go on a rant about something. How about that? Saul's rants. Oh, it's like uh, Peter Griffin. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> yeah. Get off my lawn time with Saul. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it.
All right. Well, you guys know what to do. Tell a friend, tell a family member about the magical journeys we have on this podcast. We started out so strong. We talked about quiet cars. We gave great, I thought, very good relationship advice. We talked about puppies and how much we want to play with them and motorboat them. And then we talked, that was awkward. Now she's definitely not going to come to the concert with us. And then we talked about, I thought we had some good points and some things for people to think about with this. Uh, he, the guy who made the meme with the guy has stop sticks. It was like when you have a perfect stop stick deployment and it showed the guy getting hit by a car. I think that was a tactical social worker. That was fucking evil, but it was funny. Oh my God. Did you see that recent video? I think it was in New York. God, I wish pizza was here where the chick throws the worst stop stick throw ever. And the guy driving the car to get oh, away. Yeah. <laughs> just looks yeah. at her like the biggest idiot on the planet as he drives away at five miles an hour. Yeah, that one. I saw that one. That one's pretty good too. And then, uh, and then we got to Saul's rants, which leads us here where hopefully you have, Made it to the grand finale. I hope you have finished. I hope you had a very happy ending to the podcast. <laughs> this is going to be a thing. Uh, with that said, take care Hold of the Hold on fine... real quick. All right. Don't ruin my happy Sh- ending. Shameless plug for the officer of the podcast. People dealing with that shit. Any, if you can throw the dude like a dollar, that stuff adds up and it helps a ton. So show show my man some love. Absolutely. Um. So... Show him some love. Take care. I can't even tell you to take care of the sponsors after that. Take care. Give give him some love first. And then do the fine things that you guys do to make this podcast possible. The fine people that make this podcast possible. Give yourselves a pat on the back after this very, very happy ending. And, and we're remember, sorry that Ahsoka has been away the entire time petting her puppy. Uh, hope somebody's motorboating the puppies. With that said, remember. I like turtles. Wait, I fucked it up. Is that what I say? What do I do here? I forgot how to. Oh, and I love most of you. <laughs> you I, I forgot. I forgot what I do here. It's I'm embarrassing. Bye bye. <laughs>